Hi, this is Paul, and you're listening to a special mini session from our Next Up event that we hosted during the Arroyo Seco Weekend Music Festival in Pasadena, California. In this episode, we speak with Sarah Lorenzen and Peter Tolkien. Peter is an LA-based architect with a background in visual arts. Sarah is an LA-based architect, originally from Mexico City, and also comes from a fine arts background. Most of our readers and listeners will also recognize Sarah's name as the director of the Neutra VDL Research House. We talked to Peter and Sarah about their new practice they're starting together, their Dunnage Balls installation for the Arroyo Seco Festival, and how temporary work can offer architects a venue to explore and experiment singular ideas without the larger constraints that come with built projects. So now we're with Sarah Lorenzen and Peter Tolkien, who are joining forces to start a new practice. I was hoping that we could start with where you guys' individual backgrounds and then what's bringing you together. Well, I'm an architect, uh, but my backgrounds and probably my original interests were in the arts, the visual arts. I studied at CalArts, did a Master's of Fine Arts in Photography, um, and then went off and decided I wanted to become an architect. I was actually really interested in documentary photography and kind of conceptual photography. And there was a point at which a lot of the work I was doing had to do with uh, documenting public spaces and cities. And it just sort of naturally kind of got me more and more interested in sort of physical aspect. And then I kind of decided I wanted to have this other aspect, not just like looking at things, but also making things. And then I went back to school. I went to Columbia and I did an MR at Columbia and then, you know, work towards becoming an architect. Hi. So, yes, I have a sort of a similar trajectory as Peter. I started, well, I'm from Mexico City originally, grew up there, came to the U.S. to go to college, and then I studied fine arts, got a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Drawing, and felt I couldn't really imagine myself in a studio by myself and decided that it'd be better to maybe sort of work with a few more constraints. It was sort of unfathomable to have no constraints to work with. So then I went to architecture school, got a Master of Architecture, practiced for about seven years at various large firms, and then went back afterwards to get a second master's at SciArc, primarily because I wanted to work with Michael Speaks. So I was interested in urbanism, and I was originally going to go to the Verlag, and then I thought, why go to the Verlag when Michael Speaks is here in L.A.? So I did that, and then I started teaching shortly after, and I've been teaching about 12 years. And now I'm just got done being chair of the Department of Architecture at Cal Poly Pomona and thought it was a good opportunity to start practicing again. And Peter and I have known each other for about 10 years and we figured that, uh, you know, it was a good, it was an amazing opportunity for me that Peter was kind of looking to work with somebody else and seemed like a good idea. And we've been trying it out for about a year and now we've decided that we don't hate each other so we can work together. So that's... Yeah, I've had, I guess you could say, a practice, you know, a small practice, mostly between like six and 12 people over the last, I don't know, it's almost probably 18 years now. And uh, I think done a fair amount of interesting work. You know, one of the things I really want to do is get to another scale of working. I mean, I think Sarah and I have a lot of similar interests, both with our interest in the arts and background in the arts, but also our interest in, I would say, architecture and culture and art more broadly and so there's a lot of shared I think dialogue I think it started when I did a little bit of teaching out at Cal Poly for probably three four years and we sort of 
started engaging with one another back then and then became friends. And, you know, from my standpoint, I think together, in a sense, you become more formidable in terms of the working relationship. And so that's kind of where, where it started. And uh, we, we did a competition together. My office was invited to do a large competition, which we still can't actually show. But for this incredible site down in Carson, it's the, it, was the, it was the site where uh, they were going to um, build the stadium. And when the stadium got nixed, we got asked by the people that were in control of that site to design this huge project. And I actually think our, what we did was super interesting. It just we, we, had, we didn't win. It was one. It was just, we were a pretty small firm to be handling that scale of project, but it was this large kind of urban island, sort of floating next to the freeway. And I think we had, we had a really interesting experience working on that together, and it kind of showed us that we, there was a that there was kind of more that could happen together than if we kind of worked independently. And what are the kinds of projects that you're hoping to tackle as you guys uh, start working together more, or increasingly increasingly work together? Well, the office primarily right now is uh, a lot of, uh, there's single family residences, really some really beautiful projects that are just been completed that are for uh, an art collector. And then there's another one for a gallerist. And so there's that practice that is sort of residential scale. And then Peter's done quite a bit of mixed use. And there's also a project in the office right now that's an office, medical office building. And then we're also been collaborating with, which is, I guess, the, the point in part about this conversation, with artists on public arts projects. And we're also working right now on a competition for the Glenarm Power Plant entry to Pasadena, uh, the gateway for Pasadena. So we're working on that right now. And we'd like to do, I mean, we eventually, the goal is to get into doing more institutional and cultural projects, which I think we both feel strongly about the kind of the doing work for that kind of not only is looking at architecture's potential as a kind of cultural product, but also maybe to engage in a kind of civic way, you know, to really talk about, you know, the advantages of public space and how do you engage the public in, in new ways with different architectural forms and different architectural programs. So you, you guys created an art project for, for this festival uh, called uh, Dunnage Balls. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was actually a project, the original project, I don't know, it's probably seven, eight years ago now that we were... I was having a planning a party, like an open house in my office, and a group of people in the office were like, we want to do something, we want to build a structure for this party. And um, we went through a whole series of different ideas. It was an outdoor, kind of a garden party in the summer, and um, people were messing around with bamboo, trying to do things. And then we started looking at catalogs for um, ready-made shipping bags that are called dunnage bags that are basically used overseas for, for they're like large packing pellets to they call it done. I guess you could. I don't know if there's a word called dunaging, but basically you use them to keep things from getting damaged on shipping on ships on shipping containers. So we started developing forms based on tying these bags together, and the one that we initially developed was a, a, a ball. It's an icosahedron. Um, it's 20 sides, 30 lines segments, and um, when it came together, it was pretty cool, and it seemed to like really encourage certain kind of i mean it's civic on this whole other scale it's it's it just encourages this kind of crazy kind of play 
and we had this party and it was really successful. And then we, we ended up, someone saw it and we got asked to submit it to the uh, Glow Festival in Santa Monica. And then it was down there on the beach in the Glow Festival and it was also really successful. There's a lot of images out there online of it. And so, and then we developed a couple other figures. One of them was a large torus kind of donut shaped piece that we did in a couple locations. And then just recently, it, it just kind of got resurrected for this festival because I'm on the board of the Armory Center for the Arts, which is a um, kind of an arts, I, I, it's a cultural institution that I've been supportive of for many years that teach, both has an educational component for young kids. There's many famous like up-and-coming artists that have come out of that. It's a Pasadena-based organization where young artists are kind of, people are exposed to the arts, at, you know, kind of elementary school through high school age. And then they also have a gallery program that's quite interesting. So Scott Ward is the executive director. I guess what happened is was approached by Rafi, the, the person that's in charge of, I guess, the, I don't exactly know what Rafi's title is here. At, uh, um, but I think he's a director of creative, uh, creative arts, kind of a creative arts director. programs. Yeah. So it was through that channel that we were asked to put up an, another structure. And what we've done is three balls that are kind of just, I don't know how to describe it, on the west side of the festival. And those three balls are kind of in the landscape, placed in the, in the kind of, we're on a golf course right now, and they're sort of these balls placed in a landscape is what they are and they're going to be lit tonight i think they're pretty cool how are they lit inside well yeah they're going to be internally illuminated there's a i think there's a lighting designer here that's been working on it one of them's going to be at least what we're hoping is one of them's going to be white one of them's going to be yellow and one of them's going to be kind of a watermelon uh color (laughs) so you're talking about the balls not the person that's installing the lights right yes it's it's an aspect of our work. I mean, we've also been doing a lot of collaborations with other artists recently. So we we've done we're kind of in the middle of two projects with a an artist his name is Charles Gaines, who's a professor up at Cal Arts. His his career has kind of really taken off. He's a kind of an early conceptual artist that's really kind of getting his due now. I think I couldn't tell you exactly what his age, but he's at least in his 60s, although he f- feels a lot younger. Um, and he's with him, we did a, a, a collaboration for a project at the base of the St. Louis Arch called Moving Chains, which has actually now been moved to um, Battery Park City. Um, it's going to be going up in 2018. And then another project with him, it's currently the model of it's up at the High Line, on top of the High Line in New York. And it's a work called Tilted Tower. It's kind of an homage to the, pub, the waning of public institutions in New York, both the post office and the, the printed newspaper. And that's actually up on the high line right now. And so that's been really interesting for us because, you know, sometimes in arch- architecture, you're more in the support role and sometimes you're more in the foreground. And this kind of has been very much a collaboration where we're able to help him realize a work that he really couldn't realize because he works at the scale of, the, you know, kind of a, the wall, let's say. And this is like at the scale of a 40 or 50 foot tower. And the other one was a 300 foot kind of a linear, um, it's kind of a, a vessel. It was at the base of the St. Louis Arch, which he, everybody knows was a monument built by Saarinen or designed by Saarinen that, that is a monument to the expansion of the country westward. And this was kind of a counter monument at, at the base of it. And now it's going to be in Battery Park City. So those type of collaborations are, are something that we want to continue as part of our practice to kind of enrich what we're we're doing yeah i was i was going to ask what it is that that draws you toward that type of work and what is it about these temporary projects that you do and these collaborations that kind of 
inform the more traditional architecture work that you do? Well, there's two different sides to it. The other project, that, the one that we're working on for Glenarm, is with the artist Yanni Min. And Peter's also developed a project last year with her, which is called Red Carpet and Sea for the UC Riverside, their museum. And those, and then the Charles Gaines projects, those projects are really about kind of being in dialogue with a conversation which in some ways is similar to the conversations that, that happen in, in architecture in terms of the role of representation and understanding the, you know, and kind of conveying an idea. And so those kinds of collaborations are really about expanding the dialogue about what is going on in the arts and sort of relating it to the conversations that happen in architecture, again, in terms of representation, in terms of the, the meaning of what it is that we do, how do you, the symbolic aspects of art and design. So that's really interesting because it kind of injects new new ideas into the work that wouldn't maybe come from just being isolated in, in the architectural ghetto that we're in. Um, you've been doing this type of, you've been dealing with this type of work for a long time as the director of the Neutra VDL House, as a uh, not only directing the, the the preservation and the maintenance of the of the house, but also hosting or possibly curating artists and residents projects where artists come in and create artistic installations, sculptures, pieces for for public consumption. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think that's in a in a way that it's similar in that it's about the way that I mean in that case it's about a well-known piece of architecture, a, a house that has lost its function as a house. So in, in a way, it, it is missing use, right? Once a house is devoid of, of a kind of program of the house, it it's kind of loses a lot. It's houses, architecture in general, it's not, it in a way for it to kind of be complete, in my view, is it needs to be, it can't be an object alone. It's not in that way, it's not a work of art. It's really the meaning of the work comes in the way that it's used. And so these these art projects were a way to kind of inject new use into the house now that it's lost its original use as a residence. And those were ways of seeing, you know, it's not that dissimilar from what Kimberly developed amazingly at the Mac Center, which is really what I was inspired by, and it was to see how a kind of a work of modernism, a kind of work of modern art, could kind of be in dialogue with contemporary artists. Primarily, we have had some architects work, but we primarily work with artists and how that reading and the intervention can create new readings for the house and new ways of understanding the house, occupying the house. And those pieces aren't really about Neutra. It's really about the dialogue between a kind of contemporary view of the world in a vessel that is kind of dead in some ways. And it's from a period that is past. So how are you in dialogue with something that's no longer functional and no longer maybe current in terms of the ideas that it generates and how you can kind of look at that by seeing how these artists sort of reinterpret that old work or how they change the way the, the house is read. or So that's really interesting. I think that, that all of these things are in a way related. They're all a little bit different. I was going to say that the other way that we work, which is our own interest in, in developing, maybe not collaborative, when we do our own 
art projects or, or like the bathroom project that you're going to be editing or that you're going to be publishing. It's really about ways of working on a very specific idea where it no longer has to carry the weight of architecture and that it doesn't have to have all of the components and maybe even muddy the ideas that are, right, architecture gets muddied by all of the various inputs that are required and all the things it has to do. It has to do a lot of things. And these projects and I think these installations, like the one we're sitting in right now with Jimenez's and Joanna's project, are a way of testing ideas, very singular ideas, and, and sort of seeing, you know, either the symbolic nature of architecture in terms of a figure or the, a kind of material interest, like what Benjamin Ball does, or other kinds of you know, you can have it be very a very singular idea that you can you can test and see how it functions. Well, actually, I was hoping that maybe we could end by talking about that bathroom project, which is going to be featured in the inaugural issue of our new hybrid digital print publication. Ed, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about this conversation about the relationship between art and architecture. And on the way over here, we were talking about this kind of seminal essay called Sculpture in an Expanded Field by this writer, critic, Rosalind Krauss, that was, she's really coming from the arts, but it was really an essay, I think written, I guess, in the 70s, probably 70s, where she really looked at the kind of, um, how do I say it, the, the relationship between sculpture, land art, architecture, various practices, and it's not something I've read recently, but essentially the notion was that there was a shift going on. Sculpture was no longer on its traditional base. Architecture and art were kind of crossing over, and, and there was a kind of fluidity between these disciplines. And I think one of the things that happens when, let's say, architecture gets closer to art is it allows you to look at certain things that, that if you were just kind of saying, doing the typical program for a, a specific project, let's say it's a house or it's a school or... I think what Sarah was saying is there's so many constraints on that and it's become so specified that when you work on a project where it doesn't have those constraints and you're able to start to look at um, very specific aspects of it, in this case, like in this bathroom, we were very interested in, in what's going on and related to you know accessibility, you might say, to bathrooms and who's going to be able to use certain types of bathrooms and how that's being both legislated and it's a kind of contested space right now and so the project you know of course we could have just you know maybe we'd have a project and we could do a bathroom in a building you know within a building that would be let's say question some of the gender norms in terms of who's allowed to use a bathroom but I think the reason the project kind of takes the form you might say somewhere between architecture and a sculpture is that by trying to, in a sense, I would say, play out these issues, create a kind of stage, a theatrical stage for certain issues to play out, not in kind of in the normal reality, but let's say in the space of a gallery or the space of a museum where a sculpture might be placed. It allows for a different kind of understanding of these issues, in our, in our, at least in our mind, where it becomes less about use and more, it allows it to function a little bit more like art, which, you know, architecture has a hard time being in the role of, let's say, commentary or social criticism, but this allows a certain kind of shift into that mode, or at least it opens a space for a dialogue that we think happens more when the object's a little bit abstracted, let's say, from the traditional architectural siding. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening to this mini-session. For more information about this show and other shows from this series, check out Arconnect.com.
I'd like to thank all of our guests, especially Jimenez Lai and Joanna Grant of Bureau Spectacular for creating the beautiful structure for this event. I'd also like to express our gratitude to Golden Voice, especially Rafi Lair, for encouraging a public discussion about architecture and urban design and for including us in this amazing inaugural event.